The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve. Hello! That was on time. I didn't know that was even possible. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues on 10 minutes or less. How are you doing tonight, Steve? (laughs) We just had a false start, so we're going to go back five yards and try it again. But otherwise, again, another inside joke, just like the wrong and wronger. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm doing well. What uh, what do we got in the listener mailbag this week? We have a good one, as we do every week. Here's the question. I'm 21 and have been dating the same guy off and on since I was 16. At this point, we're happy, dealing with college and me working. The thing is, I still hold grudges due to things he has done, most of them years ago. For example, we took a break and he began secretly dating one of my best friends, but still told me he loved me, kissed me, etc. I lost that friendship and it ruined my reputation. I don't talk to him about it because it happened about three or four years ago, and we are both just high school uh, high schoolers. I love him, but sometimes I just get a wave of hurt and don't even want to talk to or see him. I feel silly over being upset about those things still, but I can't help it. How do I deal with things he did years ago without hurting both of us in the process? All right, take it away, Steve. Boy, these are tough because teenagers... They just treat each other badly. That's kind of how teenagers are. And teenage males are barely human beings in the first (laughs) place. So the fact that he was sort of a a butt munch to her is no shock to me. The resentment part, it's hard because when you get together so young, you sort of freeze developmentally right there because you two learn to relate to each other as, uh, I guess, 17-year-olds. And uh, uh, 16-year-olds, I'm sorry, at at 16-year-olds. And it's hard to break out of that loop that you kind of get into. Like you can be 40-year-olds and still kind of relating to each other like those 16-year-olds. But her question is about resentment. And she calls it a grudge, but it's sort of, it's resentment because she's sort of focused on these things that he did. And I guess there's two things that I have to say to that. One, he may not have done a good job of assuaging some of her insecurities and fears over it. She sounds pretty level-headed, by the way, that she was wording her question. And he may have blown it off, or he may have done what 18-year-old males do, which is blame her or uh, just give like a a half-hearted excuse or a half-hearted apology. And so that may not have set well with her, and it may not have satisfied that part of her that wants to be as certain as she can that this will not happen again. And the second thing is that with resentment in general, and she sort of summed it up at the end where she said, I can't get this stuff out of my head. Resentment kind of builds when you ruminate on things. And he can help this. I'll just go back to thing one and say, a Dr. Seuss reference, by the way, (laughs) and say, uh, and make a more sincere attempt at uh, taking this fear and some of the resentment away from her. Like he can be instrumental. But thing two is she does have to break that chain inside of her that gets going, like gets momentum in these directions of focusing and ruminating on things and look to the future or look to uh, if she can just kind of take an inventory of what he's done lately and see him as a 21-year-old instead of a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old, I think it may help them in the long run. But in general, it's going to be hard because they may take each other for granted a little bit like they did when they were 16. They may uh, treat each other badly and assume the other one will still be there. Like there's a lot of 16-year-old habits that still might be stuck in the loop of how they relate 
relate to each other. But to summate, have him make a more sincere attempt and have her not chew on this stuff over and over because it's going to keep her mired in some of this um, unrest that she's feeling. Always, always with the deep psychological answers. It's like you're a psychologist or something, Steve. I, I'm literally in a Holiday Inn Express right now. <laughs> it always, always takes me by surprise when you sound like you know what you're talking about. So, totally different than wrong and wronger. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, um, I would say um, the letter writer needs to ask her something. She needs to ask herself what she wants from this relationship. Does she want to punish the person he used to be, or does she want to build a future with the person he is now? Because I think the those two things are mutually exclusive. You can't really move forward with the relationship if you're still punishing him for things that happened back then. And uh, I don't want to really relitigate what happened back then, but I'm going to anyway. It's, it's, it's the old Ross and Rachel situation. Did you watch Friends at all, Steve? Yeah, very the whole, much. The whole we were on a break thing, and then you know this, this, this is ten times worse because it's with their best friend. I think I think that might be the larger part of the problem. Maybe this is just wild speculation, which of course I I've never done before. But um, so he so he goes and he does whatever with her best friend, and now he comes back and he's with the relationship. He's with the person he wanted to be with in the first place. No harm done. But her, she lost her best friend over this. The damage is still done. Three or four years later, her best friend is still gone, and she said it hurt her reputation. So somehow, which I really don't understand how, if her boyfriend and her best friend were the ones doing things. I mean, un unless she chased them around the house with a chainsaw or something. I don't know how this could have really reflected on her reputation, but but the point is, there's, there's hurt and there's damage that's still done. I mean, there's still a person out there that she hates and who hates her back and all of that. And I guess I will say, this isn't the first time I've heard of that happening. I've heard of other cheating situations where the uh, the slighted wife ends up hating the other woman even more than she hates her husband, even though they're both equally culpable. So I would, uh, I, I would guess, uh, take a look at what the source of your pain is are you still really furious at your best friends i mean that that area is still unresolved is that something you can patch up or is that a person you truly want nothing to do with again which it kind of sounds like you might not and maybe part of the healing process is just going to be making peace with the fact that that person is gone forever and you're better off without them and your boyfriend is better off without them too and then turn around and take a look at where you're going i mean is this the person you see yourself building a future with and if that's the case is this a future you want to be filled with hurt and anger or is this a future where you just want to move forward uh, uh, neither of you can change what happened before, uh, but you have a chance to change what's going on now. So, uh, it, I mean, you're still together after all this time. So there's clearly something holding you there. So I say, I say, keep building the relationship uh, and do do what you can to forgive him because uh, you know if you let it fester, it's only going to get worse. You know, sometimes what's holding people there is just momentum and muscle memory because they've been together since they were 16. They haven't been adults without each other. Ah. Like They're 21 now, and they don't know how to do that without the other person. And so I, it, this may not be a good relationship, but neither can see it. And I'm not saying it ain't. I'm just should, saying should that. Should they go on a break, it. Steve? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will bet most of, our, most of our listeners can relate to the Ross and Rachel situation. I don't think Rachel wanted to punish Ross. I think she wanted reassurance and she wanted validation that what she was feeling was real. And that's what he would never give her. And that's why she kept chewing on it. And that's what I'm kind of saying with this situation. I wonder if he did a good job of removing this little doubt, not even little perhaps, this doubt and this hurt from her. And the, the other thing I just wanted to mention is the boyfriend versus the best friend. When they hook up behind your back and you <laughs> cut the best friend loose, I do kind of see when you're 17 or 18, the best friend 
betraying you is more of a betrayal than the boyfriend betraying you, if that made sense. Because you're supposed to mow through one boyfriend after the other when you're 16, 17, 18. Your best friend is supposed to be your best friend. They're on that center square of trust and loyalty in your life. And when that betrayal happens, that's a bad one. So the fact that she's still angry at the best friend and cut that one loose, I think, well, good on you. That probably wounded you worse than your boyfriend. Uh, you know what? Maybe maybe what she should do. Maybe she just needs to bring this out in the open with the boyfriend, and maybe she should use Ross and Rachel as a starting point. That is that is a conversation that can get anybody going. What are the rules of a break? Does anybody know? Are they universal? Do you have to lay them out in writing beforehand? Bring up Ross James, and Rachel. These, these kids were nine years old when Friends went off. Oh the my air. god! You know what? That's how she can get around this. They can start watching Friends together, and he won't even know the trap is coming. And they'll get to Ross and Rachel in the break, and then they can have a discussion. And she can say, you know what i heard from a very wise or possibly questionable psychologist the problem here isn't that ross slept with somebody it's that he never gave her the emotional closure and acknowledged that he caused her pain does that remind you of anything and then her boyfriend will sit there and the wheels will turn and what he says next will tell her a lot about how compatible he is with her in in terms of a long-term relationship uh, maybe you don't have to be that underhanded and trying to get the apology but maybe yeah bring it up and just say that hey that really hurt me and sometimes i still think about it and uh, see what he has to say. <laughs> nice. So one of those gotcha kind of moments through the magic of DVDs and friends. <laughs> DVDs, Steve, it's 2019. Netflix, come on. Then <laughs> <laughs> have to go to a museum to find a DVD. That's my mistake. Sorry. There you go. We have we have solved all of your problems with Netflix. <laughs> Just go on there, stream some, <laughs> and let the conversation go where it may. If you would like us to solve some of your long-running relationship problems through the magic of television, please send us your question. Uh, you can send that to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. And we will do our best to crack that case in less than 10 increments of 60 seconds. And this has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage. And that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs>